A few years ago, Kenneth Woodward, a Catholic, was the religious editor of Newsweek magazine. And one issue, he wrote an article on Catholic words. Who else but a Catholic would know what a missalette is or an indulgence? And there were some archaic words also like wimple. Probably a lot of you here don't know what a wimple is. But a wimple was the things nuns wore that covered up their ears and their hair of the garment around their face. Epiphany is a word like that. It is not exclusively Catholic, however. Other religions use the word epiphany. But it is a theological word, which means a showing forth of God. Now, sometimes all of us, I know I've experienced this, hear a word or a phrase hundreds and hundreds of times over the years, and it doesn't mean a whole lot to us. And then one time, all of a sudden, it hits us. We penetrate it, and we see its significance. And it, it might manifest a new insight in our lives. Remember now, this Feast of the Epiphany is not the Feast of the Three Kings. You can read scripture all day, and you'll never find it saying three or kings. It does say magi. We don't know. There could have been two. There could have been five. Any number of people could give three gifts. And that one over the other could have been a woman. Here is the important point, though, of the epiphany. The really important point that Matthew was making. The magi were pagans. Contrary to the shepherds who were Jews. Matthew was using this example to express God's love and the revelation of Jesus to the non-Jew, the Gentiles, that's us. There is a certain genius in celebrating this feast, though, on the heels of Christmas because it tells us of the purpose of the Incarnation. We cannot celebrate Christmas adequately just by looking at and fondling and cooing over a little infant without realizing the good news is intended for every living and dead human being. And the feast is just at the right time because children either have gone or will start going back to school. Some adults will be coming back from vacation and going back to work and the real world sets back in, and, it, and the holiday season is over. But the irony of all this is that the Gentiles, historically, and that includes us, seek and find Christ, while the Jews, who had been looking for Jesus for hundreds of years, basically missed him. And remember, they were the chosen people. Historically speaking, <coughs> pardon me, hardly any Jews accepted Christ after the year 125 AD. And Matthew challenges us to see God here and now 
and to break our tunnel vision. We need to see the presence of God in ourselves and in other ordinary people and events, and not to be only think we can find Jesus in special things like visions or miracles. Matthew challenges us to realize God has no favorites. God respects no boundaries or differences of nationality, race, religion, sex, or social class when it comes to his love and his concern for people. Now Jesus, as he laid in his crib, appeared to be just another unbaptized Jewish boy. But seeing him with the eyes of faith, he was much more. And we need to see the value of every child that is conceived. Remember, thousands upon thousands of children die every day from illness, starvation, and abortion. So we, as the shepherds and the magi, have seen the Christ child with the eyes of faith. Having seen the Christ child with eyes of faith, we are invited to allow our lives to be changed by Jesus forever.